about the zeros and the ones? Hello, Internet. Hey, you know who that is? No. Uh, my name's Jeff Ball. No, no. It's not good to imitate, though they do say it is the highest form of compliments to imp to implement someone else's style or deal them homage. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, we played Star Wars. It's only been like a month, but it feels like forever. So coming back, I'm here to tell you that we are going to be playing Star Wars and mostly Star Wars with all other shows put on the shelf as their seasons have capped for the next few months we are going to have our lead episode pretty much Star Wars for like the next several weeks internet families COVID willing all that type of thing so tonight as a special treat if you remember season one Joe do you remember season one I know you weren't in it season one nope. do you, do you, do you remember <laughs> season one we held a patron hostage and everybody loved it so much, we brought him back in season two. But I thought I'd let, let poor Doug alone. We have um, several patrons that are big on Star Wars, and some have met the crew. Some we talked to, messaging on Facebook, Matt and myself. And I've always encouraged anyone to email us, to talk to all of us, not just myself. I recently met, a couple months ago, he revealed himself, a patron and a big fan. Um... It, it's rare that I meet someone that says, I listened to season one and two twice. I mean, I don't know if my wife can put up with my voice or like myself repeating myself. So hats off to the resilience of this gentleman. So this season's cameo, we're going to ramp it up. We have Dan Verslice with us tonight playing a special NPC cameo. And we will roll him out as if on cue. And then afterwards, you know, can all meet him later. Tonight in the house, we have, of course, starring Matt Witt as Rahal Oberis. Hello, everybody. Number two. Who does number two work for? Well, he doesn't work for the dark side, but I'm trying really hard. Aiden Willems, our force user tonight, is in the house. Oh, it's been so long. <laughs> Can't believe you made me wait. Joe Gibson, again, continuing one of his multiple cameos. We do not have Frank Hamilton, but he is in our thoughts and prayers. <gasps> Something bad happened to him? Yes, he became a house owner. He's no longer <laughs> renting. It's The mortgage is crushing, you know, that type of thing. Um, and, of course, as we've announced before, Ryan Messina is up to his eyeballs in Little Babies. However, the show must go on. And I have talked to both at length of what their character would and would not do. And then I just kind of pitched that, and I'm going to do my own thing with them. So, but luckily... Tonight, continuing on, on, on the legs that we have uh, stood upon, there is a gas planet named Bespin, which upon a floating, I don't want to call it a satellite, I mean, it's above the cloud line. Technically, is that like orbit? You know what I mean? Like satellites, you know, orbit something. No, they're cloud city. It's, they're, they're in the cloud, so they're, they're not out of the stratosphere. They're not so, yeah, so if you're in atmosphere, you are technically not a satellite. Right. Right. Okay. That's what I thought. A lovely little place that you learned in episode two of the original series called Bespin. The cloud city floating above it. Every year, they have a Sabak tournament. It's like Star Wars poker. And we have entered. But not just to get rich. You guys have a secret mission. I mean, you guys are hunting Darga from the second season. You guys are turning over every stone. And even though you're acting like you're all on vacation and not taking this seriously, I'm hoping everyone's having a good time. So, when we left... 
our party. Let's start on the fringes. I believe that Mr. Verbesh, Verbeg, Joe's bug guy. Yeah. Verbesh. Verbesh. The best. He's the man. He's the best. He's the best. Um, had gotten fired along with Merrick in your security yes. gig. You guys both got fired. So now you're like outside. Now, um, Rahal put you guys on comms with the party, right? Even Ram uh, still is on comms with your party. You guys are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like you're out of contact. However, as a security measure, Rahal and those in the tournament are off comms. So you can talk to Poser Sham. You can talk to Merrick. You can talk to the Banshee, where Frank and Captain O'Keefe are, uh, old man's in. Um, Merrick just mumbles something about plan B and literally jetpacks off somewhere. That's fine. And goes goes dark on comms. No, I've discussed this with Ryan. He goes dark on comms. So what would you want to do? Would you try to get in contact with anybody? What do you want to do? No, for pretty much the man who's paying me is on the inside, so... Okay. <laughs> now, you got fired from security. I don't think yeah. he said you were banned from the casino. Like, the casino is open to the public. I mean, although Poser Sham has been working with this garage band, he can just waltz right in there and blend into the crowd, as can you. Yeah. Sure, why not? Go so back you, in and yeah. watch Rahal make his millions. Okay. Any kind of disguise going on? To hide no. your, like, you, <laughs> you just roll up and like talk to security guys that you met like two hours ago. Take off my little badge. badge. <laughs> just on. walk through. All right. I'm a dude. Um, they stop you. You know. And they, <laughs> I have no weapons. Yeah, yeah. No, they stop you. They, <laughs> they search you. But they're humming and haw about whether to let you go in. Do you have any kind of, uh, you know, persuasion? Give me a persuasion no. roll? No. <laughs> One gets on the phone trying to reach the boss. Of course, the boss is incredibly busy. So yeah. you see these two goons. I mean, <clears throat> professional security gentlemen. Sorry, I'm trying to load. Yeah, no, no problem. So you're at the proverbial gate. Now, we haven't heard from Poser in a while. You were speaking with a Mr. Blake. And then you went off on your own. And you got this garage band going, which you're trying to get into this big gig of the casino. But mm, not much so luck. But we've lost track of you like a couple games ago. What have you been doing like for the last day? Uh, last day, we've just been, you know, probably playing with that band, you know, just okay you know, out there, you know, playing with them. And then during the off time, trying to upsell us, getting gigs, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get us into the gala or oh, in, yeah. not the gala, uh, the, well, Cloud- wrong, wrong game. I'm thinking of DVD, uh, <laughs> into the, uh, into the casino. Okay. Now you can walk in the casino. The band members can, can come in, but securing a gig there—they that stuff's like has been pre-booked. So yeah. you know you may have to pull some shenanigans. And I'm not just talking about cheating and waving your force hand around, but you may have to pull some major shenanigans uh, to pull that off. However, because the Cloud City is hosting a tournament, the general populace has swelled, and every cantina, every hotel is packed, and they are hiring like bands and stuff, and you know the type of thing. So you guys actually do have a chance to practice live. Yeah. Almost like an open mic kind of thing. So if you guys want to chance that, if you don't want to just play out of the garage, if you guys want to actually do a live gig for like Skittles of pay, if that just a chance to like, you know, get in front of a crowd and see if these guys can make it or fake it, you do have that opportunity. Would that yeah. interest you? Yeah? Yes. Okay. So why don't you give me four performance checks talking about four different sets that you've tried in the last 12 to 48 hours of hopping around you know with these guys now they have jobs remember like this this is like in the evening so it's really like you know two sets here two sets there that kind of thing because these guys all day jobs they're all security remember well most of them are yeah 
So you spam me up some of those rolls, and we'll come back to you. Rahal. So there oh, are... Oh, I was going to say, go, there's, go, go no perfor- there's no performance checks. Um, but I would say persuasion check. Yeah, that would work. Or if you... You know, can getting you... the crowd on your side. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, persuasion is the closest thing you have to diplomacy or any kind of skill. Uh, is there any kind of, there's no kind of crafting or billing in the, in nope. the old Star Wars sheet, is there? No. All right. Hit me More with persuasion what, checks. Yeah, yeah. Hit me with what you got here. All right. Perfect. And I, just, I just realized as I spam away and the monitor does not see your rolls. So, sorry, let's try that again. And due to one of the force talents I've taken, I can use my use the force check as a persuasion check. I was going to ask you about that, but it, that implies like you're just like be my slaves. No, you're no. no, I, you, no can use, it, you can use the force as a uh, perception. Uh, you're talking about the talents you took to use force for persuasion, but isn't that so? It is. Uh, I'll read it word for word. Um, so it's from the uh, Jedi Consular tree. Um, as a add-on to the Adept Negotiator talent. So Adept Negotiator allows you to weaken the resolve of your enemy by making a persuasion check to reduce um, them down the condition track. Mm-hmm. Force Persuasion says you can use your use the Force Check modifier instead of your Persuasion Check modifier when making Persuasion checks. You're considered trained in the Persuasion skill for purposes of using this talent. I still, so, think I still think it's our best bet as opposed to like trying to pull some kind of perform. You know, so yeah, oh, go no, right, I, go right I completely agree. I don't think it's actively using the force like mind trick. I mean, even even if I set the DC higher because you're outside the skill base or give you a penalty or whatever. But okay, so what what, what, what am I looking at here? Thirties. Uh, Thirty. <laughs> well, okay. I think I think honestly, I would make it a raw charisma. Yeah, they make raw. They actually make raw wisdom. That's how. That's how gambling. I would do it because yeah, yeah. because I don't think persuasion really applies. Sorry, I like not to rain on your parade because no, I know no, what, your well, persuasion's like a twenty-five base or something crazy like that. Well, um, fourteen. Not not because you not because you pulled that out of a hat, Matt. Because suddenly I remember in the adventure they literally have a raw wisdom check for gambling. So what is your modifier for charisma? Two. Okay. Also, you're a group. You're not solo act. It's uh, you know, it's them and they are aiding and stuff. So you're only going to roll two. However, I will let the band aid another. Right. Fair. And one guy makes it, one guy doesn't. So allow you, you know, allow you plus four. So let's try that. All right. First Can I set. just keep the rolls that I had? You got to take your use of force skill out of them. Well, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Uh, so what, the BA 21, 19, 10, and 18. Okay. Okay. So, you know, even though they're all chanting your name in their head, anything over 15 is, you know, a finger snapping performance. And they were entertained. Anything over 20, they're going to remember you guys. So you're not doing bad. Moving on up there, Jefferson. All right. So, Um, oh, uh, so those weren't including the plus four from aiding. Um, Sorry. That's okay. Uh, So that would be. Hang on. on, It's per performance. So they aided you once. You could actually get better. You could could even get better, right? You get a plus two from the aiding. I was saying four because your charisma modifier was two. Oh, okay. So the first roll, you can add two. So that would give you what? Uh, so first one is a 19 plus charisma plus additional two. So that would be a 23. Okay. Your second one, you can actually add four. Okay. Then that puts me up to, uh, 23 again. Okay. And another four, uh, 14. 
Okay. And lastly, again, these guys are all getting over 10 now. Another four. 22. Okay. So two places, two sets. You, you're doing really well in the first place. You go to a different place, different crowd. You know, maybe they just weren't into the music. You guys feel them out. You remember the scene in Blues Brothers where they just start doing their set and they're like, boo. And they're like, oh, hey, you guys remember uh, you know, the theme from Rawhide? So your guys suggest a slight change in, you know, your set and they start soaking up and you're over 20. So that is good. You're on your way. So now the moment you've all been waiting for. Let's bring the scene back to Rahal, who just recently discovered one of his ex-wives is here. Yeah. Not too <laughs> thrilled about that, but uh, what can you do? And of course, it happened to be, happens to be the scammiest one of my exes. Now, if she's playing a short con, she put the money into the costume, the ship, the arrival, the name, the hotel reservations, the 10 grand, you know, but it's it's worth it. If she's claiming to be like the legit lady that she was, the long con, that means she's already cashed in and has money. What would she be doing here? Just keeping up the lifestyle? Is she bored? Does she really miss you? She was pretty elusive when I asked her, so uh, it's yeah. kind of hard to tell. Now, have you been keeping up on those alimony point payments? That's what the audience really wants to know. Of course, of course. Uh, last thing I need is uh, for her to send the uh, collections agencies out to start seizing my assets. I mean, I've got a business to run. Oh, no, no, no assets. Your ass. Ooh, she goes straight to Bounty Hunter, this one. <laughs> Remember what she said? Exactly. Mm. So, bearing that all in mind, let's talk about we had ended day two, and you actually had, even though you threw a force point in, you actually had a decent roll. And you are... Yeah, I smashed it, but I'm throwing a force point on all of them, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> no, no more of that uh, swagger. You're just not taking any more chances. No, I'm, I'm relying on, on all of my assets. Okay. And I bet, like, honestly, I, I have hardly used force points, so I think, you know, if Rahal was ever going to, you know, blow on the dice a little extra for, for a little extra caress of Lady Luck, now would be the time. All right. Now, one last thing I want to hit on. Okay. A message from the Banshee. A lot of chatter from the Imperials, right? Now, you have a chance to take breaks. You have a chance to, like, get this message people learn, and you have talked to the party, you know. Yep. Poser's been acknowledging, but he's been busy. Merrick's been at your side, but, you know, suddenly he got fired. Um, yeah, but, but I, you know, um, I'll uh, drop a line to see, to make sure that they have somebody keeping an eye on that Imperial agent. Yes. You know, so maybe that, that'd be the instruction that probably got uh, Vabesh to come back in, you know. Because Merrick's like, I have something to take care of. <laughs> Rugged man. Yeah, it's all right. He's, he's headed for the stratosphere to try and find Gonna Imperial Gonna make ship. a bomb on the Imperial oh. ship. <laughs> so, day three, the last tables. Gentlemen, Excellent. On, the th on the third day of the Cloud City Sabacc tournament. So is this the finals? Nope, not yet. There'll be, oh, yeah, four, yeah, there'll okay. be, four, there'll be four days. Okay. Cool. But you are in the semifinals, that's for sure, because they remove tables. A lot of tables, okay? The atmosphere in the Royal Casino is much more subdued now compared to that of the previous two days. Each of the competitors seem to be silently lost in concentration. Having survived the free-for-all of the first rounds with more than half a million credits on the line, few of the Sabak players seem to be aware of anything else outside their small tables. There, of course, is the crowd of onlookers and... Um, Rubesh, do you go out of your way to make sure Rahal knows you're there? Uh, yeah. Okay, so you, you, you 
the hours tick by, there's the break, and you make contact, or you know, like you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, and and I need somebody. <laughs> I'd need somebody in house to get in touch with any any messages from any of the people who are doing their outside stuff, and you never know, someone could stumble upon. Mm-hmm. The information we need outside, and I'll be like, you know what, I, I, sure. I forfeit. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm done. I got better. Yeah. No, I'll even, I'll go. even, I'll even go so far as to say, like Poser. Besides your relentless playing uh, at night, these guys' day jobs. Okay, the way the tournament is timed, right? Yeah. I'm assuming you'd either be sleeping because you've been hitting the nightlife or practicing, or like I said, if you want at this point, because Rahal has reached out and said Merrick's gone and stuff, and um. Yeah, he's... if if Merrick is gone, then I would step in to kind okay. of be that middleman. Okay, yeah. so you, you want to be on, I, you know, on site? Jing, drink. Yeah, hang okay. out on site. All right. So, as I was saying, with more than half a million credits on the line, few of the Sabak players seem to be aware of anything else besides their small tables. The crowd of onlookers, just as large today as has been for like the first half of the tournament, produces a low murmur of conversation. But much of the wild reverie, reverie has died down at this point. A Bith band plays very quiet, relaxing music in one corner of the sawback floor. I'm not saying it's smooth jazz, and I'm not saying it's corny cantina music, but it does help soothe the tension. It feeds it as well as keeps people from, you know, losing their stuff. However, the loudest sounds are the clatter of credit chips and the sawback, the sawback, the sawback cards at the table. The droids have been gone over they're running commercials and hollow vids about the, you know, like their product, whatever company made these things, how they stand, how their warranty is almost like the, um, remember the old Maytag washer commercials and the guy got bored because they run so well. Like, you know, they're re- they're trying to reinstate or reaffirm your trust in these dealers because of the incident. You guys remember the incident with the droid play, you know, you guys were involved in. Okay. So as on the previous days, anyone working security, well, you guys are off that case. So those in the crowd are keeping an eye. All right. You guys are a couple of hours in. Rahal's made contact, as we said, and things are getting juicy. A Devorian male named Saigar is going head-to-head with one Silas Draver at the table right next to you, Matt. Now, they you guys play in rounds. So you're on one of those. It's not a break where you can leave the table and like take twenty. It's that the hand the hands done and the droid's giving you that proverbial P and T five minutes. You could bolt to the bathroom or you could just sit there, refresh your cards, stretch for thirty seconds, and refresh your drink. And it's at that moment where you know the crowd, the ooh and ah, kind of turns from your table after you guys have done well, and somebody dropped out to the next table. Uh, I would hazard to say that Aiden. You want to keep an eye on the tables? Yeah. You, they're at a distance where if you're at the bar, you'd have to use your force perception. Verbe- no, no. I, I mean, okay. I'd be kind of like wandering around the edges with a drink in hand. Okay. So at this moment, Rabesh, Poser, and Rahal, who's a table over, a Devorian male named Saigar is nose-to-nose, hand-to-hand, for the whole pot with one other. Everyone else is like cashed out or whatever. You know, there's that tension moment and you guys all catch it with one suave looking gentleman who goes by the name of Silas Draver. Mr. Draver sitting back in his chair, holding his cards, just picking up the tips, looking at them, 
and then looking at the Devorian straight in the eye. The Devorian has a habit of licking his lips and tilting his head to one side, studying the other. He does not pick up his cards. He already knows. Keeps looking at the money pile and looking at Draver. Now, whether each one of these men have a tell, and they're both telling, who knows? Are they excited because they think they've already won? One thing is for sure. The Devorian stands to lose more in this pot, but he seems excited like he's got a really good hand. Silas, for you guys, possibly a harder read. Glancing around the table, perception, gentlemen. Now, this all, as long as I took to describe it, if you think about it, you look over, you can feel the crowd, the lean, you glance at the two players left, you take it all in in moments. A perception of 23. 18. 14. Okay. Um, with 14 and 18, I would say that you gentlemen observe what I've already listed, what I've already said. With you, Matt, um, you, your gut tells you that if this goes badly for the Devorian, he's, he's a little too agitated. He's a little too, you know what I mean? He's, he's right at the edge. And people on the edge make mistakes or do strange things. May I introduce... This season's patron guest cameo. Dan? How's it going? Would you describe Silas Draver in detail, please, and what he's doing besides over top of my, you know, you're casually leaning back and tipping up your cards? So Silas Draver is a very suave and uh, cool, collected gambler for all intents and purposes. His hair slicked back. Uh, into a ponytail he's got a mustache that sort of drapes on either side of his lips and he just appears as very cool calm collected all the time and he's got an air about him uh, almost as if he always knows something uh, that you don't ah one of them guys eh Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're, we're losing you there, Dan. Have that again. Was that mm-hmm, uh, or did you cut out on us? No, I just went mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, um, he's nose-to-nose with Draver, right? He goes all in. Draver, do you fold or do you push the pot, as it were? Uh, Draver, he leans back. In his chair, once again, he flips up barely the edge of the cards. He puts them down, and he makes a face almost as if, I'm not sure. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. And he stands up, puts both of his hands on the table, and he just takes a deep breath in. You know what? I'm going to call it. And he pushes his chips in. The Devorian's eyes widen. Now, as I was saying, like, it's down to these two because they're the big hitters, they're the big betters, okay? But it doesn't mean everyone is folded at the table. There are still players, you know, invested in this pot. Because Draver put everything in, it turns around to the last few. And as we would suspect, okay, the others all fold. Too rich for my blood. They throw down their cards. They... uh, you know, this kind of thing, right? Now that there's a second guy and the, the Devorian's not just trying to bury us with his money, um, not worth it. You know, they just start fold, 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 fold. Except for one, Lieutenant Arandis, the Imperial, happens to be at this table. 
very quiet. Not cool, collected, calm, suave, no aura. The guy's a void. The guy, you forget he's there. If it wasn't for the distinct imperial uniform, oh crap, that kind of thing, the guy doesn't barely move. He's a flurry of movement when you handle the cards, before, after, and during. But as far as, like, when the focus goes around, the guy is just stone cold. He matches the bet. And it comes around. Can I have a wisdom check from Mr. Draver, please? Why, absolutely, friend. Nine. Five from the Devorian. And 17 from Lieutenant Eris. This means both Silas and the Devorian were trying to bluff. They had decent cards, but no assured win. So the surprise comes from Arandis. When you guys flip your cards, he actually wins the pot. Saigar isn't too pleased about his loss. Silas still has money. You know, he's playing the long game. Takes the loss well, gentlemanly-like. Even compliments. Hmm. Very, very well played. I thought I had you there. I truly did. Arandis nods in appreciation. Stygar is not happy, and he becomes particularly upset at Lieutenant Arandis, an Imperial who won the pot. He starts accusing the officer of cheating. You must have cheat. There is no way. And he starts going on about how the cards, like not that he's counting cards, but some stuff about the game, about what flush came out, what suit came out, like stuff that everybody saw. Even even a nobody in the crowd that's familiar with the game, the cards that had been played to see everybody, those cards were burnt, right? It's impossible for you to have that card. And he's very upset, shaking his finger at the guy. Meanwhile, the lieutenant sits calmly at the table, watching the guy rant. Then he starts accusing the lieutenant that he must have been cheating the entire time. Like he's the last two days. The crowd is just kind of taken back. I mean, the guys that got this far are pros. You know what I mean? Like this kind of tantrum is kind of unprofessional and really makes the Devorian look bad. Not only is he accusing of the guy cheating in his hand, he's accusing the lieutenant of cheating like the entire game to get this far. And that accusation makes the crowd kind of go, what? They're all kind of frozen. Security hasn't taken notice of this. Poser, the besh. What do you do? Rahal, your gut was right. This guy is getting violent. Vibesh will just stay back out of security's way <laughs> whenever <laughs> they decide to get here. Okay. So, but stay uh, but stay close enough in case, you know, Rahal is close enough to danger, maybe. Yeah. Do you want to put yourself between the danger and Rahal? No, really. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll interject on, on behalf of, uh, what was his name, Arandis? Lieutenant Arandis is the Imperial. Yeah. And I'll Lieutenant, look at the Devorian um, in the eye. Yeah. And uh, so try he's to a, reason he, with him. He's a table over. So you got to like get up, go over, or at yeah. least like call out, you know. Hey. No, I'll get up. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm in a break between rounds. I'll get up, walk up beside him, put my hand okay. on his shoulder. They won't let you touch the camera. Like I said, there is that proverbial bubble. You can't just walk sure. up because there's no contact. That would okay, be well, but I'll can... lean against. I'm sure they probably have like the, the red velvet. Yeah, there's rope the rope. Barricade. Right? Yeah, yeah. You, you appear between the crowd, right? Hey, I'm a player. So what do you, what do you guys say there? So, uh, just, you know, lean up and be like, ah, I think you're just being a bit of a sore loser. you got to realize the level of scrutiny we're under getting at this point in the tournament. There's no way he could be cheating. Not the way you're saying you're making a bit of a spectacle of yourself. You're supposed to be a professional. Don't be a sore loser. Just tuck your tail between your legs and leave the table. 
tail between my legs, tilts his head back. And with his horns, the gesture is over-exaggerated and his eyes flare up at you. The guy just like looks out to you to the right, but his left hand comes slide straight forward, pointing at Lieutenant Loraus, and down a little track pops out a holdout blaster. He shakes the gun on the end of, and his finger, because he's holding it with the, with the smaller fingers of his hand, at Lorandis. Starts ranting and has it right in the man's face because it wasn't next to him, but he's kitty corner. So when he, he you know, does this, it's just sort of like a reach to the left, right in the guy's face. Poser. Lieutenant, stone cold, doesn't move, doesn't flinch. Dude's like a hole in the wall. Well... <laughs> to their credit, the other players, they don't bolt, but they just calmly take their chips and just slide under the table. Not all of them, but the other the guys that like folded, they just like take what's left of their money and they just go whoop under the table. <laughs> what do you do, Poser? Um, okay, so to quick out of the game. Yeah. Um, or out of character. I'm trying to remember so we're we're looking for we're actually looking for Darga. What do we know about Arandis? Do we know much about him? You guys assume that Darga has an agent that will probably contact Arandis because Darga's been dealing with the Empire. An empire, no bones. They didn't even like clothe them. Remember those clones you guys were fighting that were like civilian clothes? They look like twins, yeah. right? Hiding the bureaucrat that might have been involved. Well, he's dead now. We'll never know, right? This imperial officer is is leaning into the role. Oh, I'm on leave. Oh, I'm a professional gambler. Look how good I am. Because he's really good, people are buying his story. There's no ship. Yeah. There's no Ostidius, though it did show up. You know what I mean? There's no... The shuttle dropped him off and like is staying there. So it's like him, a pilot, a little shuttle, and there's no real presence of the empire floating around the sky. So everyone seems to be buying a story, okay? You guys are looking for who's going to, like, contact him. Who's possibly, you know, during this tournament, during a break, right at the table, who knows? Who's cu- who's cuddled up to this guy? Okay. But but so, so we want him alive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll continue to apply my mad persuasion skills upon him. Okay, hang on a second. So you've, you've got a persuasion at 22, tail between your legs, right? Yep. For Besh is in position to pounce, but like he's, he's leaning back. Staying with Poser for a minute. So, uh, so I'm going to be watching his like his trigger finger specifically. As soon as I see it start to pull, I'm going to just adjust his aim with the force. Okay. So can I have a for- can I have a perception with the force? You know what I mean? Like you're reaching out, you're locking onto the finger. So I need that. Yeah. That is a 32. Okay, so for you, it's like time slows, and you have the hand, and you're, you're, the force does the math, and it's like when he pulls the trigger, just that slight wrist push, it'll shoot past him. Arandis has his back to the bar. There's not like a lot of people over there, so if you angle this right, it won't even hit a civilian. It'll just yep. go off to a wall. You maybe like shoot high or something. You're all ready for this, right? Okay. Silas Draver, a man has pulled a gun at the table. You've seen this happen, <laughs> but... And Lieutenant, to his credit, is handling it well. What are you doing? Um, actually, Silas is just sitting there with his hands crossed. Uh, he's just sitting at the table. He's kind of resting his hands now, or his head on his, or his, sorry, his chin on his hands. And he's watching this exchange between Rahal and uh, the Baronian. And then he's just watching everything kind of unfold. And it's almost like a soap opera for, for him, where he's kind of half grinning and he's watching the exchange back and forth and back and forth. Okay. So you're basically no sudden moves because you don't want to draw attention, right? You get, you're just kind of leaning back in the chair with the hand on the chin, just kind of like, hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Blend into the furniture. That's not, <laughs> exactly. that's not, well, considering your experience, that's not a bad move. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, sure enough. Okay. 
um, the security does show up and he's ranting, he's yelling, he's waving his gun, but the man doesn't shoot before security gets there. And after what happened with Besh and the, and the guy actually got a gun out and all that stuff happened, remember earlier, and it took like a tackle, the security that like swarms the table, they come from everywhere. Like he's surrounded and they're, they also like they're right over the players. So they come up to like a player, right? And like Silas, you have a guy that's like over you and kind of like interjects. You get like this half body shield of a man and takes a bead mm-hmm. on the Devorian and all the way around. So they're actually, they come forward, they, they stand in between the players, half protecting them and get right in the man's face. There's a long mm-hmm. moment and the Devorian doesn't twitch the finger poser, but he twitches his head sideways like he was doing earlier. And then he makes the gun retract. And there's a sigh of relief amongst the crowd. Eris doesn't move a muscle. They haul this guy off, and everyone breathes a sigh of relief. I very, very tempted to see if this guy would lose his stuff. I even rolled for it, and I didn't even make—I didn't actually roll it where you can hear the clink. I like picked up my dice and rolled it on the soft part, just to you know, like the secret, secret roll, right? To see if uh, somebody's prodding pushed him over the edge or reeled him in. For the sake of this gentleman's, um, you know current state of mind but he is a professional player it reeled him in he stands down he gets hauled away um the band picks up people like let's get back to business several crowd people you know like they they call a quick break we're gonna have a recess right people come forward immediately and congratulate not only eris on his win but him staying cool under pressure he thanks them he looks up but he doesn't leave the table just yet they pull the other guy away. The other players all nod. The guys get out from the table. It's really them that are that are congratulating, you know, like nodding at Silas, like, hey, we made it. We're both alive. And, and congratulating Eris on his coolness and, and winning the pot. And they bugger off. And they've called for a break, Silas. But you and the lieutenant are sitting there. You have a moment alone with him. Rahal, I would assume that you're moving in or moving away. Uh, I'll, I'll stay satellite just to uh, see okay. if they, you know, do some silent observing of their, you know, I, I'll, I'll, actually, that's not true. I'll step in and give... Arandis, the congratulatory. Okay. Silas, you have a moment alone with Arandis before that other player comes over, the one that you've been interested in. in. This guy actually got put out and then something about droid fraud and got a chance to buy back in because the round that he lost was considered mute or null and void. Not a bad player, you know, one to watch. Uh, I would say Arandis is the bigger threat to you, but this guy in the pinstripes is no joke. And he's on his way over. You have a quick moment with Arandis. Do you engage? Um, so Silas will sit still with his hands crossed and his chin resting on his on his hands, and he just stares across the table at Arandis. Madu, well played indeed, sir. That was quite the move, if I do say so myself. I have only once or twice encountered someone going a little bit uh, on tilt, as they say, at the table. Pulling a holdout blaster, why, that was a play all in itself. But you, you, sir, hmm. my true congratulations. And Silas will push his way away from the table, only to see Rahal making his way over. Okay. Do you leave the table or you hold fire? Uh, no, he, he kind of stops as he's pushing himself away just to see what Rahal, exactly... Okay. Yep, Rahal rolls uh, up. What do you say there, Rahal? Give a nod to the mustache, gentlemen. 
and then lean over towards Arandis. I can tell that's not the first time you've uh, been on the bad end of a holdout blaster. Grace under pressure. I can see why you've made it so far. I look forward to sharing your table. I am merely an Imperial officer that has been well-trained in the protection of the... Ah, your modesty is is very very becoming. But uh, when it comes to the endgame, I don't think that'll do you any favors. Fortune favors the bold, as they say. And then I'll tip my hat and head on down to to Vibesh to see if I can get apprised of any information. Okay. Uh, Silas, you notice that Arandis watches him leave with an eyebrow raised, but again, man, a few words. They've called for break. Uh, eventually, you know, after you get up? Yes. And you leave? Arandis, Silas will leave. Arandis leaves the table last. He watches, he watches him leave, and then, you know, kind of a corner of his eye watches you get up and leave and when you're obviously not going to talk to him or do anything anymore then the man gets up goes takes his break gets his drink you know goes and talks to the pilot that kind of thing um and you guys have you know little time alone do you guys uh let's start with rahal staying with the party do you want to re-engage with your fellows do you want to um just check in with the best see if there's anything crazy going on and make sure merrick hasn't gotten himself arrested or into trouble Eric, I have no idea. <laughs> rocket Man is Rocket Man. Yep. Well, just keep your eyes on, uh, or your ears on the security comms if you can, because uh, if you hear a story of a big guy blowing something up, uh, you might have to give him some assistance. No problem. And then I'll refresh my drink, take you know, take a good look around the crowd, see if I can place the uh, the ex-wife to see who she's grifting on, and also keep an eye on. Uh, Arandis, with a mighty perception of 20. Okay. He stays in plain sight, though low profile. You know, he has his drink, he has his break. He might disappear to the restroom, but he seems completely collected and focused on the tournament. He does not seek out anyone. People talk to him, and he engages them in very short, but polite conversation. Um, people don't necessarily want to chat him up. I mean, he is an Imperial officer. Like, they're like, oh, where are you from? You know, that kind of thing, like you were getting into with him, right? They just like, they they make a point of congratulating, getting on his radar, a little glad-handing, and off they go. Uh, and, he, and he watches them go. You know. But uh, no one has sort of lingered besides yourself and something like Silas, who, you know, obviously is in, in the stakes. Um, at this point, your ex- also was making headway and some of the other players off of you know like some of the the last uh the last tables there's very few and when they come off of the break you know they actually remove a couple tables and then there's just you know like one to three left and they start stacking you guys up switching you guys around that kind of thing you know everybody gets a chance to play everybody right um in the crowd at the bar poser Yes. A very pretty, relatively young human woman goes up. Long, white, fluent robes with gold accents type of thing. You know, someone of wealth and money and a delicate tilt to her chin. But she orders something rather harsh to drink. 
She has her own little fan club. She's a major player and a major threat to the game from what you've heard from murmurs and rumors type of thing. Because being shoulder to shoulder with people, everyone's just constantly talking about the players in front of you. The 12 of them, the six of them, the four, you know, like that kind of thing, yeah. right? So you almost feel like you didn't even have to like eavesdrop. People are just blabbing, you know, everything about everybody. Um, what you hear about Rahal is funny. They, they, they peg that he's some kind of businessman by the way he conducts himself. But they've got like, uh, he smuggles... Um, all kinds of like pelts and and like nerf herder furs and all this type of and there's some wild rumors about um you know that he was you know doing this or um he's a he's a back to smuggler or like our merchant like legitimately you know like nothing about the arms dealing and stuff you know yeah. it's just all kinds of wild stuff right um however his accent puts him in the separatist core worlds right right so you know, they're like, oh, separatists. Well, we won. Ha, ha, ha. You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, but no one cares about, you know, North and South here. No one cares yeah. about East and West, Republic, separatist. You have a big mosh of criminals, underwells, legitimate folk, and they all love carts. However, talking about Rahal, like where he's from, they speculate that would affect how he plays, like the Nemodian guy. The guy from Cato Manoia, Manoia, blah, 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 Arif. Nemoidia. Cato Nemoidia. Thank you. Cato Nemoidia. What are Nemoidians? Um, you know, where you're from, they must have learned or they play a separate game or, you know, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of that kind of speculation going around. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Hottie at 12 o'clock. Um, okay. As well as there's the old man, as well as a really dapper looking dude with ponytail. Um, wouldn't be hard eventually, like with as the hours stick by for you to pick out Vibesh, who's like, he's he's within Rahal's orbit, you know? Yeah. Anything you want to do in the downtime while these guys are on break or while they're just not engaged, you know? I mean, just kind of listening in on everybody. Okay. Uh, I mean, he, keeping a subtle eye on the, uh, on the Imperial, but, and, you know, watching his guys, seeing if anybody approaches his guys instead of him. Uh, okay. But besides that, I mean, just chilling. I mean, I'm I'm not even really gonna look at the hottie. It's not, I don't really. I'm not attracted to people. You know, it's kind of that Jedi thing. You know, it's eh, we're supposed to get off on the force. No, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't asking um, if you want to go up and like, hey, what's your sign? I'm just saying she's attractive female. Um, you could get like on the bar and eavesdrop or you could actually just start talking to her that kind of thing get a feel for each person because like you can engage these people as a civilian they have no idea you're with Rahal right well right right Right. but I I haven't really engaged with many people so far I mean you know just kind of the response comment yeah oh hey they're doing really good yeah 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 I know you're you're more you you project through your music you're not really a chatty character yeah but we're on mission so I just leaving that open for your chance but i actually i'm glad that you're not like doing the meta player thing going oh we're doing this and you do something outside that your character would or at least inside your character's wheelhouse and that's cool so uh i will say this though silas draver a woman drinking hard liquor alone at the bar with money is well that, that is dandy that that is quicker that is difficult not to notice for you i would say mm-hmm do you engage? Yeah, absolutely. Silas will sort of uh, lick his fingers real quick and then brush them across his rather handsome mustache. And uh, there you go. 
and scratch his chin a little bit, and he stands up, straightens himself a little bit, brushes his clothes, grabs his drink, and with his most obviously arrogant walk, makes his way over to the bar, uh, next to her, rather, and just leans up against it, just real slowly, puts his elbow out, and leans in, and just looks to her, my, my, aren't you a peach? The eyes go to the corner to regard you, not giving you, you know, the proverbial satisfaction of head turn, you know, showing interest. However, can I have a perception from you, Mr. Draver? Absolutely. Perception of 27. Her stance shifts from um, player to predator and bells start going off in the back of your mind. Your experience, the hair on the back of your neck. Yeah, Silas picks up on this quite easily, and he just goes, hmm, perhaps the peach has gone sour. He just fades away. (laughs) Sorry, what was that, Dan? That one kind of broke up on us. No, he's muted. Uh, Yeah, no, no. So, yeah, no, he just, yeah, no, exactly. He just, just kind of floats away yeah. on second thought right okay um rahal yeah just you know you're making your rounds you're doing your thing as chance would have it when you're doing the wife check right she's alone at the bar you keep an eye on arandis you keep an eye on some of the other players you go back and there's a player silas engages her at the bar doesn't last long he just goes up says something and then just leaves right Obviously, she's leading into the part. She's not here to play, to like, you know, you know her personally. She likes a side game. She would engage this guy, get flirty. You know what I mean? Another prospect, another husband, another, or just, you know. She she ain't never been one to pass up on an opportunity. Not to mention, like, she could make herself look like not quite a great player. So he lets his guard down and then kill him at the table. You know what I mean? But whatever happens between the two of them, it's quick and it's over and he walks away. Oh, mosey on up. Okay. <laughs> Seems like that one day I read you like a book. I always tried to tell you you needed to be a little more subtle. Can I get you a drink? She just shakes her drink at you like I have one. Doesn't say anything. Just look like, you know, no. Well, don't ever say I didn't give you nothing. Good luck. And then I'll saunter on back to my place at the table. Okay. And start randomly fidgeting through my chips. All right. Uh, Silas, you do see another dude, you know, slide on up to her and get shot down just like you. <laughs> Does not escape your notice. Um, so, breaks over, you know, back at them tables, gentlemen. A little bit of a shuffle, right? We're, uh, we're looking at new people. And they place Rahal and Draver at a table, and you're waiting for, like, the last, you know, the last people to um, to fill, like, the final table and a half, that type of final couple tables, right? Now, when you guys get to the end, right, um, you're down to, like, seven or eight people. They include Lieutenant Arandis, uh, Kreska, Silas Draver, Lady Pharaoh, as your ex-wife is going by, Captain Morrow, let's not forget Captain Morrow, 
who has been not doing badly. Luckily for you, he's been at your table quite a bit, and you've been helping him along, right? And the old man, Arif, among the last few. At this point, I would like you all to make gambling checks. And the first day was five. The second day, ten. You need 15 to stay in, because it's getting harder. The players are getting far better. 18. 18. Not bad. Not bad at all. No, Silas, you're you're an NPC. You don't... <laughs> oh, he's out! Oh, that was our camp. <laughs> no, no, no. I, ma- I, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. Even with the force point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... No, this this is something where they say, like, you know, these MPs have managed to stay in. Um, but, uh, yeah, since you, since you went and did that, you know, somebody, uh, a really bad run forces Silas out. And he, you know, he hits the rope. And yet again, the GM must dig deep storyline for you to buy back in and, you know, come back in. No. Um, he, uh, he loses, and you think he's going to leave, right? And, uh... Something interesting happens. Not a droid malfunction. One of the players gets up and he's making his way across the floor and he scoops, he's all very suave, you know, the guy that beat Draver. He scoops a drink off of a tray and he tips it back and like cards fall out of his sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of people see that, like the the, the butler just kind of like, even the butlers are on comms, right? The butler just like reaches up and like reports him. So like Mr. Draver, you know, like you're, you're packed up and gone to the, you know, the uh, red room, the armada room, the room of sulking, as we put it, you know, type of thing to wallow in a side game or maybe make some real money. You know, maybe this is the plan. You ever see the color of money where they, you almost make top dog and then you play the side games and make a crap ton of money through all the other losers because they think you're beatable, right? That kind of thing. Perhaps that was the game all along. Ramagilligar is over there just killing it in the side games. Unfortunately for you and your budget, you were contacted. They come over with an envelope and they talk about how the last round someone was disqualified for cheating and they invite you to restake the game at the low, low cost at 2,000 credits. And back in you go. And we will see you next time on We Shot First. Pull up the video there, Silas, and say goodnight. And a mighty, mighty good night to all of you. Thanks for playing along.